Welcome to the Upbeat Podcast, powered by CoChart, a show that's dedicated to providing resources for families impacted by childhood chronic illness. For articles, videos, and show notes, visit our platform at theupbeat.cochart.org. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Upbeat. I am Greg, CoChart's executive director and co-host of The Upbeat. And I'm Roxanne, CoChart's marketing director, and I'm also a parent of a child with cancer. And The Upbeat is powered by CoChart, a free nonprofit that does arts and athletics for any child impacted by any chronic illness currently in L.A., the Bay Area, and San Diego. Uh, We have an amazing pair of guests for you today, uh, Radwa and Tamar, who are the parents of Zane, who's got an incredibly inspiring story uh, as a 12-year-old who has beaten cancer not once, not twice, but over and over four times now. Uh, Zane's journey began when he was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma at the age of five years old. Um, He then, uh, was declared remission, relapsed with neuroblastoma, uh, had to endure even more chemotherapy, even harsher treatments, several surgeries, was declared remission again. Uh, Then, in August of 2017, during a routine body scan, a new tumor was discovered in his kidney renal cell carcinoma that was the result of the extensive chemotherapy and radiation that he had already gone through. Zane fought cancer for a third time. Uh, Six months after that, renal cell carcinoma found its way back. Uh, This time it was a highly advanced stage and it was in his pelvic area. After undergoing another extensive surgery, seven more months of treatment, Zane is thankfully now in his fourth remission. We're drawing awareness for childhood cancer uh, in the month of September. And Zane is a, such an amazing story and the epitome of strength and courage with all that he has dealt with uh, that we wanted to highlight him and talk to his parents. Uh, he is also the inspiration for Create a Smile, a nonprofit co-founded by his mom, Radwa, who's here with us today, and his aunt, Shireen. Create a Smile creates tailor-made experiences to help take childhood back from cancer. We are honored today to welcome Zane's parents, Radwa and Tamar, as our guests to the podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us, Dad. I've been following your story on social media for quite a while. And uh, through all the ups and downs, you have maintained such a positive attitude. Um, I want to know, what's your secret to your positivity and resilience? (laughs) We get asked that question a lot. Um, I don't think there is one secret to stay positive all the time versus um, a bunch of things and a mindset. Um, when, we were, when we were first hit by our very first diagnosis, obviously this is the worst nightmare for any family. We were so lost and we had no idea where to begin. And um, I remember Tanner, he asked all our family and friends to step out of the room and asked all four of us to be together. Zane was pretty sick at the moment. He hadn't started treatments yet, and cancer had taken a really bad shot at his body. Melek was pretty young. She was four and a half. And we were sitting together in the room, and he said, I have no idea what we're about to go through. I'm not going to lie, but we want to make sure that you guys know, and he was addressing the kids, that we're going to do this together. And every time we have a piece of information or every time we know anything, we're going to share it with you. And ever since, I think it was by default that we decided that every day would be something that we are looking forward to it to end, but to end on a good note. 
the other thing is having a positive demeanor, it just changes the game drastically. Cancer is such a, a heavy uh, disease and it takes a lot of details and, and, and information that gets super overwhelming for the patient and the caregivers and the siblings. If it's not accompanied by a positive demeanor and just a, a strong spirit, it can easily take a family down. One thing we hear over and over again is how much everybody's mind is just reeling and trying to wrap your brain around this news that's almost unfathomable. And the idea that you all stepped back and had that intentionality to say, this is how we want to go about this, is just such a inspiring thing to hear, I think, in something that um, clearly has made a big difference in, in your all's journey. I mean, there's a lot of drawbacks, especially when you get hit with the same disease over and over, and every single time the diagnosis was worse than the first time. We really thought that stage four neuroblastoma, it doesn't get worse than this. When we kept getting hit left and right, and, and you know, it affects everything. It affects your um, it affects your business, it affects your the sanity, the peace of the time. And, and this was our main focus was to do it together. So whether Zane is in isolation, whether... Uh, Malak has something at school, whether we can kind of alter our schedules a little bit. The goal was, was simple, and we had to remind ourselves, stay united, stay together, and, and maintain an honest. And a, I know it sounds weird when you talk about stage four cancer four times, but it was an honest and a happy kind of demeanor. The first instinct as parents when you are facing danger is protection. It, it doesn't take away from the, uh, the size or the magnitude of, of, of that danger, but when it hits a child, it hits you straight into the heart. I felt at that time my hands were tight. Worst feeling ever a father can feel. Mm -hmm. Worst feeling ever a mother can feel. And when you go through that experience and with that size and that magnitude and that much fear, we're not gonna lie to Dane about you know, what he's in, uh, going through. We're not gonna sugarcoat it, but you also don't hit him with, as, as, you know, as if you're talking to an adult. You speak a kid's language. So we, we evolved the situation that we wanted to tell him. There's a bunch of things happening in your body. So there was a, an army, an army that found its way to your body. And this army has a king and we need, and the king is leading those soldiers. So let's take care of taking the power juice and trying to kill those, um, those that soldiers, kill that bad army or take away this, this, you know, those enemies basically. Uh, and we've heard different terminologies from other families, too. Like there were younger kids than Zane that they used to call those little cancer cells. They used to call them spiders. How did that conversation evolve from when Zane was five and was first diagnosed to when mm. these remissions happened? What what did that conversation look like at a different age? Zane was diagnosed when he was in kindergarten. I, I can't actually tell him right now there's bad guys in your body because as a middle schooler and a, like a preteen, I'm going to get the look, if you know what I mean. Right. But um, we've actually been faced with a conflict of, of opinion. Some um, of our friends and our family and even professionals around us told us not to share with him too much, not to scare him. And some told us, oh, you have to share everything. We found our, our medium. We do believe that honesty um, is the best thing. Once you, the kid that is going through such a big trauma, loses trust in the parent. It really, really, it takes a big hit on the on the whole relationship and on the whole unity of the situation and his ability to fight. If I tell him, if I lie to him and tell him that this next poke is not going to hurt or the surgery is going to be a piece of cake, and then he finds out that it's not, he would never trust to talk to us again. And um, then whenever we went for chemotherapy, we designed... Um, 
we fit we stacks. yeah we designed stacks that was pretty simple but we covered all the IV bags that was full of the colorful chemotherapy yeah it was pretty pretty intense site we oh, covered wow. them in in yeah we covered them in a, in a sack that had and every time we had a different theme and it was based on an in, interest he was in spider-man at that time so we used to call it spidey juice and we had spider-man all over it that's um, so creative yeah, I thank you. We tried. We tried. His hospital room was always decorated every time we go. We actually had a bag ready to go um, because of obviously the, the unexpected emergency visits. Those this bags always had um, wall hangings and stickers and his favorite blanket and, and cartoon characters. And then as we started growing up a little bit, that started evolving into board games and um, and books and, puzzles. and puzzles and Legos. He was so much into Legos. We, I mean, his room looked like a Lego museum at the time. He used to finish because of how long we would stay. We used to finish like 500 pieces sets of Legos. Wow. And then, yeah, when it hit the second time in the brain, um, we told him it was because you're so smart. And we took over the whole army in your body and the king and everything. And we referred to the main tumor as the king and the little cancer cells as the soldiers. And because we beat it in the body, it didn't know where to go. So because you're too smart, it went to your brain. And then three years fast forward, he was almost in fifth grade at that time. And when it came back, I mean, I'm not going to tell you it was a walk in the park and he was okay with our explanation every time. No, he had his anger moments and we embraced that too. Cancer number three, three years in remission, hit us just as hard as cancer number one because just when we thought that, okay, we're in the clear. And it's not mm -hmm. that we took uh, a vaccine and said, oh, you know, we're going to cruise by now and everything's going to be okay. No, we stayed vigilant and he was still getting his uh, regular checkups every three months. But when it, we just came back from a beautiful trip um, and and uh, getting ready to go back to school, and then but, uh, without any symptoms, without any complaints of any pain, just maybe mild, uh, just discomfort. Exactly, that's the word I'm looking for. And and we go for a regular chat, and then we find that something pops up in his kidney. Mm. We had a conversation with him, and the look of uh, disappointment on his face said it all. So we're sitting down talking about this, and we basically gave him the mic, and we said, listen. You have every right speak your mind. If you're angry, be angry. It's okay to be angry. And every now and then, you know, as, as school parents, we would allow him to, and this is uh, a lot of things, we would allow him to cut. Yeah, don't put Just, that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a venting moment. He would come and like, Baba, Mama, do you mind if I, if I say a bad word? Like, okay. Um, and it's the SHIT. Yeah, so as long like, as it's uh, regarding yeah. cancer, then yes, you can cut cancer. <laughs> Well, I think that's really so we we I, I think when you present and, and, and provide the space to communicate, wonders happen because he Zane's personality is that he loved to make people feel good mm -hmm. and loves to make people feel happy. So by him expressing the anger to us. To him, he felt like, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's not going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. So when when we kind of just cracked open that door just a little bit and 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 told them and gave them the okay, the green light, Zane, get angry. It's okay. We know you're disappointed. And we just kept on pushing the right button softly and gently. We unleashed a different beast coming out of him. He did release the anger. He did release the disappointment. He did release all these negative emotions. 
And we, when you verbalize emotions, you are able to express yourself so much clearly that when you're sitting alone, and we're big believers in this, when you sit alone, you begin to reflect. And when you begin to reflect, you begin to understand. And clarity comes to mind. And that's key. That's key to ev- for every member of the family, especially Zane. He felt good about it and was like, you know what? We're ready to rock and roll. Third time, let's bring it on. Let's go. There was a lot of personal coaching. At night when he goes to sleep, I would actually be on my knees talking in his ears. And all I would do and say to him was just give him words of encouragement, words of empowerment on how strong he is, how courageous he is, how badass he is. And, 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 and while he's asleep, he's actually nodding. I would be asking him questions. Are you listening to me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you feel good about what I'm saying? And he would nod yes. And he wakes up the next day and it's like, it's almost hypnosis in a way. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, 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 it's positive reinforcement. This is empowerment. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Because you're talking to the subconscious mind, hey, I can do this. Yeah. When, when you feel down, when you feel like you can, no. Tell yourself, yes, you can. It definitely took us through a lot, and it became something that they say: train your brain is something that became like. It always that always was the case. Doing labs or going through surgery or while waking up from a surgery, Dave's first surgery. I know you're gonna you're gonna take the sleeping juice, and it's gonna make you feel good when you wake up. You know, we told him we said you're probably gonna wake up not just feeling a little dizzy, not feeling so good and and uh, about yourself. But I just want you to make me a promise. And we're big on keeping promises in this family. And I told him, I said, try your best that when you hear my voice, I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to get up. I don't want you to do anything. Just give me thumbs up that you're okay. So you can tell me, mama, and your sister that you're okay. And you know what happened the first surgery? He gave me thumbs up. Wow. As soon as he heard my voice. We were on the floor on our knees crying. Yeah, the nurses didn't believe that. They, they, they kept on telling us, he's not going to hear you. He's not going to yeah, understand. He's like, and he that's amazing. his hand outside of the sheet and he gives me thumbs up and he goes back to sleep again. It's the what? power of the brain and the mind. Yep. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that makes me think about is that the very first conversation that you all were talking about, and I think one of the things that's so clear in talking to you all is how much you identified part of the danger as being some of these social and emotional elements of it and how much you identified the things you could do that it's not just going and Googling all of the, you know, medical experiments that are happening right now, but that there are these tools of communication and of emotional support that you can use in a really meaningful way as protection for your family, for the child, et cetera. Um, And that's so powerful and it's fantastic to hear that you uh, then created a, a nonprofit organization, Create create a Smile. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what went into that, um, what people should know about Create a Smile, how they can find out more, et cetera? We saw firsthand what were the families going through for, at the hospital. We do believe that a smile takes them a long way and it goes a long way. So this is where the idea came. And actually, I, I had just came back from, I want to say, a 10-day or maybe a two-week stay at the hospital at that time with Zane. We usually take shifts, Tamara and I, and it was I just had just come back. Um, and I remember it was like 4 o'clock in the morning when Shireen um, texted me 
And she goes, hey, I have this idea. And you know what we do every time? We just buy a bunch of gifts and we go around, give it to Zane's friends every time he has chemo. I have this idea. I really want to start something legit. I want to start an organization. Are you in? And I mean, I had one eye open and I haven't slept in like two weeks. And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I, I just signed up for something. And it turned out to be the biggest and the best calling of my life. And um, since then, we have uh, officially kicked it off six and a half years ago. Uh, what we do is that we meet uh, the families one-on-one once, once we receive their application. And we personalize the experiences and the gifts for them, whatever that is. We always say once a smile family, always a smile family, because we love being involved in their lives and knowing their siblings, seeing the new additions to the family, getting to know their pets and dogs and everything. And and whenever we have an event, we we love to to see all those families get together. It's like a, building a huge support system per se. We've, we're partnered with CHLA, we're partnered with Chalk, Loma Linda, uh, UCLA Mattel. Um, Radies and a couple of uh, Radies in San Diego and a couple of more hospitals in the Simi Valley as well. I can't wish for more. We're very, very grateful on where we are right now. We've met some amazing families and been parts of some wonderful journeys. And uh, you know what? It's just the beginning. And those families, I'm sure, are so lucky that you went beyond just uh, dealing with what was directly in front of you and, and created that organization to help them. Uh, what's the best way, what's the best uh, place for folks to find out more? They can obviously, uh, they can always find us out online uh, through our social media, Create a Smile NGO, uh, whether on Facebook or Instagram, and our website is createsmiles.org. So um, that's the best way to go and see everything that we do and find their applications and how to be involved if they want to volunteer, if they want to apply. We do have our upcoming events. This is the biggest event of the year, which is our gala. It's coming up on October 12th, and it's, we're really excited about it. We do have a fashion show that we honor our survivors and our patients on the runway, and we tell our, their stories, and we have entertainment, and we give them a really cool night to remember. That's fantastic. Thank you. You, you guys are an amazing family. You have so much strength and your transparency is admirable. I love how honest you are with your children. How do you keep your marriage strong? I'm, you know, it's really difficult when your, your kid <laughs> is sick and you're taking shifts and you got, you guys always, I've seen you maybe once or twice in the path and I followed you on social media and you seem so connected and bonded. What's your secret there? <laughs> Let me tell you. We fake it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to. <laughs> no, let me let me tell you, Roxanne. We fight a lot, so you get it out of our system. <laughs> no, no. The ordeal that we faced with Zane mm-hmm. was very troubling. But one thing happened at the very beginning, and this is uh, I, I will take full credit for this because <laughs> I did. I I am the one who initiated. One day. We get into an argument, and it was li- literally in the middle of uh, surgery. And I sat down with Radwan, I'm like, listen, we obviously are very tense. We're embarking on, on unknown times right now. So I come in truce, I come in peace, and I would like to offer a pact that you and I need to agree on that no matter what difficulty, what craziness we go through, what stupidity we go through, no matter how much we piss each other off or annoy each other, whatever the circumstances are, let's just make a pact that no matter what, we'll just put it on pause, go through what we need to go through, 
so we can finish what we came here to do, whatever that case might be, a surgery, a trip, a treatment, uh, anything. It doesn't matter. Whether it's Dane-related or not, let's just put it on pause, and we'll get, and I promise you, we'll get back to it when we are ready to get back to it. 90% of the time, mm-hmm. when we try to get back to it, it's already gone. And I think to add to what Tamara is saying is every marriage has its own stressful thing. And not because, by the way, not because we're, we have superpowers. No. I'm not, we're not claiming that at all. So we still argue and we yeah. still fight. So that's, that's a given. We were but, just fighting before you guys called us. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Just putting a pin on a, or a hold on those little silly fights that are initiated mainly by stress was a really game changer and yes i do give him full credit for that but um that said we never underestimated the deep issues either so i think what we've realized is that yeah what we've realized is that as long as we're communicating and Mm -hmm. we're even any communication can be anything it could be hey you remember that silly fight that i can't even remember anymore i just feel like there's still something that i need to talk to but when the right time comes and we would sit down we would talk it out but and take notes and, and, and talk notes. to each other but, but I, if i may add if 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 we just focus on the big picture here and if we focus that life will always get in the way and finding the partner and finding the best friend that you want to continue living with is gonna take work we will always remember that there's always work involved and it doesn't come easy i think this is what we just tend to forget in the stress of life and the other thing that we did make sure we, and it was so hard, it was really, really hard to make happen, is to take time for ourselves alone without the kids away from cancer. And that was difficult, but we really tried our best to make it happen, whether it's a one-hour date or even a lunch or uh, the luxury would be a one-night getaway if we can leave them somewhere. But it was really hard during treatment. And for each one of us to do their own thing to maintain their sanity. Whether it's mm-hmm. a sport, it's a workout, it's a, it's a, it's a walk, it's just a, it's a hobby, it's anything. Each one of us deserves time on their own, and both of us deserve time together just to remember that we're not just parents, and we're not just caregivers, and we're not just financial providers. We are, <laughs> we are, we are a couple, and we're friends, and, and there is something between us that we need to also work on, not just to keep the schedule going. The couple has to realize the core basic foundation of that relationship. Mm-hmm. They're together because they love each other, not because they are enemies. And more importantly, it's respect. Because without respect, you can't have love. And without love, you can't have respect. Yeah. So these two go hand in hand. If I don't respect my partner and I just give the lip service, oh, I love you, and I just walk away, that doesn't mean anything. And it's ongoing work. I don't think this will it's work. Always, it's always work in progress. Yeah, and, and it's very obvious in talking to you all how thoughtful you all are about all of these things from, from the sort of big picture element down down to the details of, of this approach. And it's so in line with what we're trying to do with this upbeat content, with the, the podcast and the blog post, is essentially create a space where, you know, like we had mentioned, that if you go to Google any medical issue about your child's diagnosis there are there's advice about what they should be eating and advice about sleep and advice about all of the physical and medical elements but we've been trying to create more of a space for this these big picture ideas about communication and the importance of that in general when going through this all the way down to those uh, specific really brilliant 
concepts that you all talked about about how to overhaul the the uh, hospital room or you know whispering really empowering things in in your son's ear where you know we are trying to build out a space that's filled with the types of ideas and conversations that you all have clearly been having uh, over the years. What I, I would like to end on uh, on a positive note because that's just me. Uh-huh. Um, uh oh. No, no. <laughs> the one advice I would give anyone and everyone: just surround yourself with positivity. It's easier said than done because you're listening and, and you're watching and and you're hearing and everybody wants to give their two cents and and you, you can't help it. You're getting bombarded with so much information that it gets super heavy to the point that you can't hear your own voice. And when you can, that is a downer. Absolutely. And that's words I think any of us can carry throughout our day, but particularly inspiring. And I think particularly helpful for folks who are going through similar journeys to what you all went through. So thank you all again so much for, for sharing your story and all of your insights and thoughts about it. You're welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. For loving us to share this with you. I just feel thank happy you. now. I feel positive and inspired. Yeah. Here, here. Go <laughs> fight with your husband now. You'll feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> you can find more content like this at theupbeat.coachart.org where we have blog posts, podcasts, and YouTube clips, as well as a Facebook group that you can join and share your own helpful advice with other families who are dealing with social and emotional questions about kids going through chronic illness. So we hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Thank you.